All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So, for today's topic, what did your ancestors say? And the reason why I'm asking this question now is because we look at our families in present day and think, oh my God, my family and me, 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 and what I'm doing and what I'm going through and who I lost. I lost big mama. I lost my grandpa. I lost, you know, my mom or my dad or what I'm going through because of my mom or my dad in a good way or what I'm going through with my mom or my dad in a bad way. And then you look at your kids whether you're impressed with them or you're like a little bit hurt and upset that they're not doing better, uh, whether you're loving how you parent and and you increase that or you, you know, kind of sit and think, man, like my my, you know, if it's if it's you're a woman, you're like, well, my mom did this to me. My mom's mom did this to her. Grandma did this to her. Like, did all the women do this to the women in our family? Like, are we just like, you know, like this in this specific area, negative toward toward each other? Or the men? It's like, God, like my dad, like never really celebrated any of the things I did in this specific area. And I guess his dad did it to him and grandpa did it to him and his dad is it's like you don't know whether you're going up or going down, you know, in whatever it is that's a struggle, (laughs) you know. So. We look at the present day. And I think ultimately what's amazing and revealing is looking back And as I'm going to jump to later, like seeing that history is kind of repeating itself. So we look at our present day struggles and we think, oh, my God, it couldn't get any worse. It couldn't this. It couldn't that. When in reality, you know, we're just a combination of all of the experiences. Um, Now, now here's the deal. Hundred years ago. They didn't have all the social media we have. They didn't have the cell phone towers and 5G and aliens and all the stuff that we're dealing with now. You know, they they didn't have Snapchat. They didn't have the Internet. You know, if anything, the newspaper was like it. You know what I mean? You sit down and read that newspaper. And I, I know guys used to sit on the toilet and read the newspaper, which is horrible for your posture, horrible for your bowels. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was it. And as you go back further into history, like the fruit is obviously going to be better. There's less pesticides and all that. So whatever was eating the fruit is going to be bigger, thicker and stronger and and juicier, you know, (laughs) like all the animals are going to be strong because you got all that nice, fresh, you know, resource. So everything was a little bit better. Everything was a little bit stronger. So, you know, I can't necessarily say all the myths and mythology and all the things of old were necessarily true. But how can you deny it when you have a more nutrient rich world, a more nutrient rich planet? 
and you don't have these radio waves and brain waves and all this crazy stuff in the air <laughs> canceling, you know, your your uh, uh, mental and spiritual upgrades. <laughs> so in our present day struggles, compared to the past, there is no comparison. You should never do it. Because those people in the past, white, black, Mexican, Asian, Italian, Middle Eastern, no matter who it is you look at, it's a completely different life, completely different thoughts, completely different expectations. Their bodies were reacting to the land, the food and the people way different than you. They might have been way more anxious than you. They might have been way more calm than you. You never know. You would have to specifically be that person and or read as much as you could and know as much as you could about that person to really draw that conclusion and compare yourself, which uh, uh, Bill Gates says, don't ever do that. I, th I think it was Bill and Warren Buffett and Tesla uh, and Elon Musk all are like in agreement. Comparing, to, comparing yourself to someone is the worst thing you could do. The worst thing. Because while you're wasting the time comparing yourself to someone, you lose the, all of the valuable time to build your branches, to let your roots soak a little bit deeper into the soil and the earth. Those are your roots. They don't care. Your roots don't care about the other trees. They need to get rooted and go deep enough, deep enough so that over the, the uh, let's say the, the fall, the winter, the, you know, actually, they told me you can plant trees in the wintertime, which is like terrifying to me. But let's say, let's say you plant them in March. <laughs> let's just go with that. You plant them in March. When, you know, the, the ground and the soil and the spring is nutrient rich, everything's coming back to life. You plant it at that time well, your roots, they got to uh, sink down and root down and and get good into the earth so that they can, you know, uh, uh, get strong and locked in and absorb that moisture in the ground and start to bud and, and show these nice, beautiful leaves and provide this beautiful shade. And then you got May. Then you got June, heat, woo, heat, July, okay, August, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the heat really comes. And as you've rooted down deep enough for the hottest times of the year, as it cools, because you've already expanded and dealt with that extreme heat, you now have what's necessary to survive in the extreme cold. Now, this is all done by one tree. That tree has to do this all by itself. It doesn't have a tree mom or a tree dad. The second it's planted, it has to do exactly what it will do. As harsh, the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the monsoons, the blizzards, all this stuff. And that's what's crazy is you even look at some of these blizzards, tornadoes, hurricanes, and like the trees will be fine. The homes will be gone. 
So, you know, obviously there's structure and, and things to study, but um yes. Uh <laughs> comparing yourself to anybody, um if you're going to go all the way down the wire, like height, weight, size, you know, community activism, cooking recipes, like, please don't do cooking recipes like that. That's danger. <laughs> you know, recipes. What well, I, I just didn't cook as good as Big Mom. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to take some of those recipes and, and then go learn some of your own. So, yeah, these present day struggles. Um, your ancestors went through something so different and so unique You know, to the point where I'm going to say it like this. If your ancestors, you know, both known and unknown, um, if your ancestors are black and you're just stopping at slavery. And all of your American history and, and your mindset for being an American is just that you've limited yourself from maybe about. I want to say 5000 years of history that you can download right now. Is there horrible uh, uh, things and people that have happened to us? Yeah, of course. Like it's horrible trash, but like, we've got to understand like all together, like this is a family move. It's a family move after the funeral. And, and this is what I really mean. After the funeral, after you lose big mama, big papa, after you lose them as a family, You still have to go out and do a job with the same last name that you got, with the same business cards that you got. You got to cook and eat food. Some of us cook and make the food for the funeral. Like you still got to go out with that hurt and that pain and do what you promised to them that you would do. So let's flip it. You're like, well, Wayne, I don't really know about my family. I don't really care about my family. They hate me. They don't like me. They don't love me. I'm so much better off with this family or so much better off with these friends. They treat me more like a family than anybody else. Yes, that's it. You can't ask something from God and from the universe and not get it. You will get it. Like I I am proof of that. You can ask for it and get it. But here's the thing. There's the details that sometimes we overcrowd our minds with. Where it's got to be exactly like this because we watched Aladdin too many times or we watched too much, you know, American cinema or movies. You know, we think, oh, well, God, God didn't bless me with my new car because, you know, I kept seeing all these ads for a Chrysler or for a Tesla and I can't afford those at all. I wanted a, 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 a Cadillac, not knowing that there's somebody at the dealership waiting to finance for you, like finance you and give you a deal for some reason. Your credit score went up or whatever. They want to give you a deal on this car. And even if it's got like, I don't know, 100,000 miles on it, they might mark it down. It might run well for you for the next 10, 15 years. No car payments. Save that money. Invest that money. Use that money for something valuable. Sew it into your business. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can't really go off and 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 judge, not know, and then constantly uh, uh, condemn yourself with this box of history when there's a whole wealth 
of beauty and and gorgeous stories to be told. Even if you, I'm going to say something random. Even if you get out of African history and just start studying other people's history, study the Vikings, study the Native Americans, study the, the Mongolians, just study them. And you'll really see that for, for me, as, as an African-American male, we're going into this, you know, uh, Black History Month and we've had MLK now. And as I'm looking at it, um, <laughs> the more things change, the more things stay the same. You know, there's there's always going to be someone that gets treated like black people if you look back in history in certain times and in certain areas. It, it might be a whole city. It might be a country. It might be a name, you know, and, and a lot of this is biblical and people never take the time to research this and make it clear and make it plain. And they've been looking at the Bible for, you know, their whole lives. Like it's right there. Like the Bible is a very diverse book. It's not just Jesus came and saved us. Like, no, 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 no. It's not just that. It's way more than that. You got to read the whole book. There's math, science, poetry, history. Like there's a lot of that in there. And people fail to read it and digest it and study it and then claim that they're really Christian, claim that they really love God and claim that they, you know, with with both feet stand firmly on the Bible. And they've never even they wouldn't even pass a 10 question test uh, or, or 50 multiple choice question test on their own Bible. So homework assignment, if you are a Christian, if you do love the Lord, if you are blessed, read your Bible, learn your history, really learn it, learn it well enough to teach it. Start all the way back at the beginning. The second they start naming a name and a place, you need to know that name in that place. If you don't know that name in that place, I don't care if it's all, all across the ocean. If you don't know those names in those places, so much is going by you right now. You are losing so much natural God-given blessings by not knowing these places. That's It's just a homework assignment. Do it or don't. Hey, maybe I'm just stupid. <laughs> but you can't just isolate yourself to this small window of history. Um, there's so much to learn and so much to grow in and really, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't look at it as um, our present day struggles are because of our ancestors, white and black. You've got to look at it for what it is. That was the best that they could do in that time. I don't care how cruel, how mean, how enslaved, how beat, how nasty, you know, it was. Um, it's. It's just um, it's just not fair to fully uh, or no, I'm sorry, partially look at yourself, look at them and then make these strong judgments uh, about what history is going to be going forward. And this is why I really wanted to key on the present day struggles. Our present day struggles do not compare to the hardships of what they went through in the past. But likewise, our present day psychology is so much more diverse and so weird in comparison to theirs. 
we go through mental wars. They actually used to get beat and hung and 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 stripped of their flesh. And so it's like everything changes and migrates where if you were to sit down and talk to your, your oldest living ancestor by name and just do an interview with them and just turn the tape recorder on and say, hey, like, how was your day? How do you feel about life? And then they flip it around and turn it on you. You'd be looking at them like you you waited instead of, and, and you sat on your opportunity. Why didn't you leave America? Why didn't you leave on the boat? They'd be looking at why didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave on a boat? <laughs> why didn't you leave? So both of you be like, well, why did you stay? Why did you stay? Well, I got my family here. Well, I got my family here. Well, how come you didn't go, you know, look up this and look up that at this time? You you could have moved. You could have went here. You could have went there. Well, how come you didn't move? How come you didn't? Like, there'd be so many questions that we would have for one another that'd be so similar. And that's why I'm saying you can't really judge. We're all doing the best that we can with our resources, our knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Now, here's where isolation um, can be very good. Um, our isolation is a time to recycle and revitalize what you've got. Now, whether people realize this or not, good or bad, everyone has very valuable tools and assets built inside of them. Sometimes they don't come out until you've been adopted. Sometimes they don't come out until two or three generations later. Um, I don't have the keys to explain why and when they manifest, but some of us have just been sleeper cells for so long and you really do need a little bit of isolation so you can understand am i anxious or super intelligent because of the caffeine or is it because i'm walking now is it because i've been motivated now what is it that's driving me and pushing me to do well or do bad is it my family is it my, uh, you know, trauma? So that's just the thing. We're going to hold on to all of the damage and all of the hurt for so long and then do nothing with it. When in reality, you know, we can turn the page and say, you know what? Like, yeah, that was the the family history. That's what, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, great grandma, great grandpa did. But like, if they just would have done this one thing that I'm about to do right now, if they just would have done this one thing, they would have been so much better off. And then you go do that thing. And this is, this is something that I actually had a chance to experience um, in my life. When there's something that seems like it's consistently missing in your DNA or in your lineage. And then someone from your family finally gives that to you. It stands out. It's like a, a, a person walking around with the ability to shoot lightning from their hands where, no, you may not see this from this specific family, but then one of the kids decides hey, this is what we're going to do in our family now. Like, say, for example, 
Nobody in the family is an athlete. They're very strategic. They're very goal-oriented people, but nobody in the family is athletic. Well, boom, one of them becomes athletic, and then you get like Serena Williams. That's just an example. I don't know her family background. Um, or boom, you get like a Tiger Woods or a Michael Jordan or, you know, you switch to athletics. Um, say it's something like uh, uh, like on Shark Tank. If you ever watch Shark Tank, I don't know Damon John's background. I probably should have read his book about five times by now. I don't know his background, but what if everybody that he came from in his family was just poor and broke all the time? Just poor and broke, poor and broke, poor and broke. And then he flips it, I think, in one of his books and says, broke is the new rich. Because if you just flip that around, you flip around everything that's making you broke. Now you're looking at the opportunity to one day put wealth into your family. So that's why I'm saying isolation in that time to recycle and revitalize. It is very necessary. Then you start to understand, oh, my God. You've been blaming people for poisoning you all this time. And really, they were poisoned. They didn't know how to clean it up, how to do well. But in your generation or your life, you make the decision, hey, all my family, we're going to sit down and watch football. Or I remember my parents told us, you know, we could never afford pineapple. So every Wednesday, me and my family, we're going to have pineapple. We're just going to laugh and have a good time. They didn't allow us to watch comedy or entertainment in my house. So in my family, we're going to watch comedy and entertainment in our house. Or we were told that nothing was more important than, I don't know, X, Y, Z. So we never got to really study and learn books in the house because, I don't know, they were told they were, we were told they were the devil. I don't know. So nobody in our house had more than a 2.0 GPA. <laughs> so you, I don't know. But take the necessary time to isolate and recycle all of the good things, you know, that could possibly come out of you. Yeah, you. I'm sure you've seen the bad for like 80,000 years where it seems like like you're just stuck and trapped in all this trauma. But if you take some time alone and just start to write down what happened, I guarantee what you'll see is some people who were damaged and abused and just carried it on because they didn't know how to clean it up. I'm saying now let's clean it up because history does repeat itself. And as long as this history repeats itself, if you don't break the chain, if you don't break that cycle, I mean, you're looking at your grandkids fearing and hating and being susceptible to the same things that tripped you up. To the same things that hurt you and bothered you. You want them to have all that same anxiety, all that same depression, all that same glass ceiling. <clears throat> to just really believe that racism is going to stop them from doing everything. It doesn't. If racism stopped us from doing everything, we wouldn't have Black History Month. We shouldn't need a Black History Month. But look at Black Wall Street. Look at all these black inventors. They might have had a lot of their stuff stolen from them, but racism didn't stop them from moving forward. Now, were some of their things stolen and hijacked and even patented without them even knowing it? Probably. And like, if that's your fear, 
Like for me, honestly, I know that if your house catches on fire, you'll grab everybody and run out like Jack Pearson in This Is Us. If you think the house is burning down, leave. And that's just the thing. Everybody's so committed to trash talking what they don't like that they don't realize the opportunities surrounding them. And I've had friends and even family leave the country and talk about what they like about the country that they live in. Now, are you going to have the American football? No. Are you going to have American NBA and uh, uh, hip hop? No. You're not going to have some of the traditional things that you're used to, whether they're old or new. You're not going to hear the Star Spangled Banner. You're not going to see the president throw a pitch at the first game. You're not going to see a lot of those normal things. But what's more important to you to fit in and let history repeat itself or be a trendsetter, be happy for yourself and find those things out there, those countries, those places. Like I had a a friend of mine, he (laughs) like military like he took me under his wing and just taught me like a whole bunch of dad stuff. Then moved to the Philippines. He's like, all right, I'm done. Peace out. <laughs> I'm like, uh, black people live in the Philippines. He's like all kinds of black people live in the Philippines. So that's the thing. Like I have black friends that speak German. And I, I asked my friend, I was like, how come you didn't tell me you speak German? He was like, was I going to speak it to you? You want to go live in Germany? Go live in Germany. I don't care. Go live in the craziest place that works for you. You, you want to move to China? You want to move to Korea, North Korea, uh, Russia? Like, obviously, I'm not telling you to, but if that's <laughs> that's what you want to do, that's where you feel home, you do you. There is no sense in just sitting in a place and feeling like, well, history is just repeating itself. No, you're repeating it. You are. There is nothing about your books, your mind, and your body, and your choices that have ever been done in this combination ever before. There will never be anyone like you thinking and feeling and doing exactly what you're doing before or after. There is never going to be anybody like you. So take what you can and make it your own. Focus on the goals and clarify that it's really yours. Like this is something I actually had to go through where um had a, a friend, Lady L, thank you, um, tell me, like, bro, you've done the everybody thing every time for all these years. And it's stressful. Like, I'm here to tell you, it's really stressful. There's a lot of stay-at-home moms right now that look at all these career moms that are CEOs, business owners, rappers, actresses, athletes. Like they're looking at, you know, these stay-at-home moms are looking at these women with a little bit of like jealousy, a little bit of anger because they felt like, you know, I really wanted to do that if that is what you wanted to do. Now, if you felt like you were cornered into being a stay-at-home mom, then yes, this is what I'm saying. You... If you feel that jealousy, I I get it. I understand. And like, that's the thing. If you have a best friend or friends that you know and, and you love and you care about that are stay at home moms, nothing can replace the value that they are bringing to that home. That's like a six figure job. Don't lie to me. It's a six figure job. There is management. There is health. There is education. There is project management. You're scheduling. 
you're your own OSHA team. You have to do health and hazard and all this safety, all this stuff. You're like HR, sales, marketing, health, uh, all of it in one. So like, please don't think I'm trash talking. The stay at home mom is the most, most under, uh, 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 appreciated and underpraised position in our society ever. Like there should be like some kind of tax break, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Or some type of stipend, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about government food stamps. I'm just like, who else is going to love and nurture and build these children the way a mother would? No one. Men, we don't do it. We miss out. We're out of the home. All that time we think we should be working. We should be eye to eye looking at these kids, loving them because they are needy and they're reaching out for us at times. We don't know it. I want my daddy. I heard my daughter say that. And I was like, wow, I can only hear that because I'm right here. How many times would she say this and I not be here if I was somebody else or doing some other thing? So as for those jealous stay at home moms, some of them find a way to get back out there. So that's why I'm saying like it's it's no good for us to do the everybody thing and lock ourselves down. And then people ask you, what do you really want to do? You don't know what you want to do because your agenda, your heart and your soul has been accustomed to the everybody thing. Well, what does the pastor say? What is my uh, 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 what did they say on Steve Harvey or What did my friends say? Or you've been listening to everybody else for so long, you don't even have a voice. Have a voice. Start small. It's like everybody starts off in the choir. You got a little tiny voice. But as you start to build the structure and the fundamentals, no two instruments ever sound the same, even though they're pushing out the same note. There is a soprano. There is an alto, there is a tenor, there is a bass. And on the same note, they're all going to sound different. You don't have to sound like and be like anybody. So what are your ancestors really saying to you right now? Because I'm going to be honest, we've been looking down at history, at the current, present and future. We haven't really looked back and up very much. Now, there I'm not saying like we're all being disrespectful, You know, there are a lot of families, I think, because of slavery, that black families, they just don't look back very much because like it's just too messy. It's not very organized. Everybody talks about the present and what they lost. They don't necessarily talk about the lineage and look up. A lot of white families can do this and they have fun doing it because they know, yeah, we made and created this. We made and created that. We were here. We landed in 1685 or, yeah, Germantown, that's us. Irish town, that's us. Czech town, that's us. Or, you know, this town is like basically Mexico because this is us. Asian, Asian town, China, Chinatown. Like there is no African town, no black town. There's Chinatown, though. And people have that lineage, that history where it's like almost seamless, where it's like you you think of that place and you think of this culture. So not everybody does it, and we should. Go back beyond the slavery. Go back beyond the chains. Just start looking at some of these African countries, looking at some of these these places, these people, these things, 
And what you'll start to see, even in the DNA, even in the history and all this, it starts to tell a story that involves a lot of love, a lot of adventure, a lot of things that no one told you. That's okay. So what did your ancestors say? It's going to be a lot. Once you start reading and looking, it's going to be a lot because I guarantee it's not necessarily what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> so have fun with that. Love on yourself. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share all these messages. And uh, yes, it's going to be a powerful 2021. I've already started to you know rest, relax, and recuperate as I normally drain myself very well. Um, but yes, yeah, go ahead, like, love, and share all these messages. I want to make sure as many people um, can can hear and see these as as that I can see they are now. <laughs> so thank you all for sharing these messages. And um, yeah, I have to hit my inbox and start seeing what the new messages are. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.